Welcome to the first episode of the all-new WCA podcast. This is the place to join us for a deeper dive into our Classical Parent University, or CPU, dialogues for some practical implementation for your family. At WCA and as Believers in Christ, we follow the Deuteronomy 6 mandate for our families. This says, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving to you today are to be on your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. So this podcast is meant to spur conversations, to provide you with some practical implementation on how to do this Deuteronomy 6 mandate in your home. So today I'm joined by two fellow WCA moms, Bridget and Julie, and we are going to be sitting around the table debriefing our Protect Young Eyes event that was held on September 16th and how it's impacting our families. So listen in. Um, So we were able to secure a live stream of the evening that is available on the CPU button of the WCA app, and we strongly encourage you to watch it. Um, And then if you watch it and come back to this podcast, you can do that, or you can listen to this podcast as a standalone. But we're going to kind of go over some of the things that Doug talked about and give you some ways to implement that into your family. Um, So we're going to kind of go over some of the troubling stats. What surprised you most from that? me, I would say, um, at what an early age kids are exposed to adult content. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very shocking to me. Mm-hmm. The other piece was um, how information is, um, ex- how our children are exposed to information, things that I would not have even considered, meaning if there are any apps that have a chat feature that they are prone to online predators or people who uh, seek to either groom a child. Um, So those were things that I had not even considered. And truly, I think both my husband and I were so grateful to receive that information so that we could parent differently Mm -hmm. um, in an educated way that was very, very um, surprising, I I would say, to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think in addition to that... um, the mental health statistics and that graph of showing the suicide rates um, and the biggest jump being girls ages 10 to 14 is mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Um, and just the reality of what, and also his comment that these kids are not neurologically capable of handling mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. They're not. And so from, a, from too young of an age. Um, yeah, and so just how do we intentionally and carefully um, train our kids and equip them mm-hmm. um, to use this for God's glory. Right. Yeah. And not long after that seminar, um, the Wall Street Journal came out mm-hmm. with an article, maybe even days after yes. that, depicting that both Facebook and Inst- which is an Instagram, Instagram being owned by Facebook, kn- knows the information in regards to how young girls perceive themselves mm-hmm. and how social media influences their perception of themselves and their um, identity and how they compare themselves with their friends that are on, um, whether they're on Instagram or on Facebook, how they know that information. They know that and are aware. Um, so 
being married to a lawyer, um, we, we hope and we pray that there would be even um, laws that would be put into place mm -hmm. that would help protect kids and minors um, mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. What that looks like, I don't know. I can't specifically say, but I do know that there are people in the industry that can truly help put those parameters around to protect kids. Yeah, it's surprising to see how much they study human behavior mm -hmm. in order to develop Correct. these yep. apps, right? right? Which Every. I'm not trying to link Facebook and Instagram to the devil, but right. <laughs> the devil also is a student of mm -hmm. human behavior yes. to be able to know how to get in there and to lie to us mm -hmm. and to trick us and Poor. to scheme. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it, and you know what? Even I will say as a grown woman, there is struggle there. Mm -hmm. Like I have to be very aware mm -hmm. of the time that I spend mm -hmm. on social media and what it's doing to my heart. Who mm -hmm. feels better after you get off? Like, exactly. Nobody feels better. Like, wow, I'm energized. No, are you? No. Yes. Nobody yes. feels better after yes. that. So we hear these troubling stats and we think, how can we get rid of all tech, right? right. You come home, you think I'm getting a dumb phone. Totally. Well, <laughs> I tried that for a week. I, down, I deleted all the apps off of my phone except for phone and text and maps for obvious reasons. Right. Um, and, you know, I thought, let's see how it goes. And first couple of days were very freeing and using my computer more for things that I needed to do. But then we're on the way home from a soccer game, right? And I need to order pizza. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't carry yellow pages in my car to be able to look up a phone number to call pizza. And I don't even know if you can call an operator for a phone number anymore like we used to do. I have no idea. So realized very quickly, like, okay. I do, like the scripture says, have to be in the world, but not mm -hmm. of the world. Mm -hmm. So we live in a very right. technological society that right. we have to function right. in. So we have to have right. it for, to be able to function right. in society, but what does it look like to use it wisely? Right. So practically speaking, what can we do? Um, so I'd like to know what you guys do in your homes. Sure. Doug mentioned the digital trust framework. Sure. Let's talk about that and yeah. what that looks like. Let's go over the five C's. If yeah. Regarding... So the five C's that um, Doug mentioned in the digital trust framework were uh, copy me, co-play, curiosity, and conversation. And there's one more. Coaching. Coaching. There we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those were the five C's that we talked about. Mm -hmm. I would, in going to God's word, I was just reminded of Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child mm -hmm. in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So... I do think that part of those five C's starts at an early age, meaning train up a child. Training up a child doesn't start when they're 16, when they're right. 18. Training up a child starts when our kids are, are very young and very impressionable and setting up those expectations of this is how, our this is how we as a family mm -hmm. live and grow and believe um, and act. So I do think it also requires, in all humility, I would say that it required a lot of help. Yeah. We needed um, people to, to guide us who had gone before us, who had older children. Mm -hmm. We needed mentors. We needed people that um, would truly speak life into us. And what I mean by that, that they would offer us great wisdom from mistakes that they had made. So I think that we really truly needed help and when we were first married of how do we set those parameters. And I think also, too, it, it requires us to look at the ages of our children mm -hmm. and to know your child. Mm -hmm. Knowing that my kids, at a young age, um, it probably was very easy for a lot of people to use screens as a babysitter. 
Okay. We had three kids in two years, and I did not want to use the screen as our babysitter, so it, it required a lot of my time. And quite mm-hmm. honestly, I was exhausted. <laughs> I was just so tired. Yeah. And it was very tempting. Um, but I, I do think that you have to know your family mm-hmm. and your child, really, and to, mm-hmm. to know, like, we only we limited uh, screens to once a week. Mm-hmm. And if that was, like, a special occasion. But mm-hmm. yeah. how about for you? How did you? Yeah, you know, um, our kids are older, so we, um, our oldest is 20, um, and 18, and 13, and down from there, but I will say, we definitely bought into the whole Baby Einstein videos, mm-hmm. and some of those things, because, yeah, right, <laughs> but we did those things, because yes. we thought, okay, let's put this on, this is engaging, and gives me a chance to, like, you know, breathe, breathe, and mm-hmm. prepare dinner, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, so we did fall into that a little bit, um, but I don't, I don't think we necessarily used it as a sitter when our kids were little, but I will say we never had, um, like, I know Doug didn't really talk too much about gaming systems, but we didn't have a gaming system until mm-hmm. our kids were, I don't know, close to 10 maybe. They mm-hmm. had begged and begged and begged, and we got a Wii. And now Wii is like a throwback night, right? Wait, we right, pull right. out the Wii, and everybody comes from corners of the house to yeah. play golf against each other and, right. you know, do Wii bowling, and it's engaging. So there are things, I think there are things about technology that can be mm-hmm. used mm-hmm. well to mm-hmm. build family unity and build mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the co-play, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and you know, when, when they're little, we're doing the copy me. So mm-hmm. I think Doug showed that video sure. about the, the baby that was engaging with the parent. Right, and then right. the parent put the screen in front of her face and yeah. the baby starts fussing. Yeah. She's looking for that. That baby was looking for connection, connection. and feeding off of the mm-hmm. facial expressions of the mom. Mm-hmm. And I had heard a statistic recently that... Um, because like when moms are feeding their babies mm-hmm. and they're on their cell phones, mm-hmm. that those babies are missing that right. connection with the parent right. and there's not the bonding that because mm-hmm. that eye-to-eye mm-hmm. contact mm-hmm. is not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Can I say real quick too, Megan, part yeah. of that study, um, the babies are missing the social cues and they measured the stress level hormone, mm-hmm. stress hormone levels in those babies from infancy. And the more times moms spend on their phone, the higher levels of stress mm-hmm. hormone in the baby. So even just impacting the copy like right. our use of technology from literally from birth of these kids is impacting right. them right yeah. yeah and I will say moving on to the conversation and the um coaching phase like mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're at with our older ones um and we have lots of conversations about these things mm-hmm. right and it's phones down eyes up when mm-hmm. there's conversation mm-hmm. happening or at the table they're not permitted at the table and mm-hmm. we have certain hours of the day when screens mm-hmm. are completely put away mm-hmm. um, so that there's time to engage with one another mm-hmm. it's not I wouldn't say it's really been a battle in our family mm-hmm. um, I know that some people have um, complete meltdowns when they ask their kids to get off of screens mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and maybe their kids are more mm-hmm. um, just a different makeup and so mm-hmm. it is difficult to mm-hmm. pull them away and mm-hmm. so yeah the tendency is just ugh, I don't want to deal with this right, right. just leave them on right. so what about you Julie um because of the I mean our kids are six eight and eleven but having done well research on this since 2018 so I would say the biggest one for us at this point is conversation mm-hmm. I mean they just the research that I'm doing and mm-hmm. our um stats I've heard and reasons why is constant conversation around the dinner table for us. And so our kids know, I feel like that's a huge 
component of that. It's not mm-hmm. just saying, nope, we're not doing this. Nope, mm-hmm. this is bad for right. you. And it's, you know, why and what are these mm-hmm. impacts? And mm-hmm. um, I have one who, <laughs> the longer we spend on a screen, the much worse our behavior is when mm-hmm. we take it away or are done with that time. So knowing even just from some of the research that, you're battling the neurology of their brain, mm-hmm. not just a behavior or heart mm-hmm. issue. There is actually neurological right. uh, brain chemicals changing during that time. So my kids know that too. Um, we did, so some of the references or resources we've used is good pictures, bad pictures. They have a junior version and an older version. I think Jack was three or four the first time we read it and just setting that stage early. Mm-hmm. Um, and Screen Kids is the other one that we, um, the book that I would highly recommend and that we, I just, talk about parts of it and why Mm -hmm. um and not even the negative parts of it but just god has given these have has given people talents and intelligence to create these things but how do we use it for his glory it's just like anything else and having healthy boundaries and making sure it's not becoming an idol or taking over parts of our lives that are reserved to honor and worship the lord um and that your value does not come i mean none of my kids have social media but um just constantly referring back Mm -hmm. um to biblical, to truth. And I think, is it um, Psalm 101.3, I think that Doug had said, I will not set before my mm-hmm. eyes anything that is worthless. Um, or set, no, you know, no evil thing before my eyes. So just talking about the kids, like, um, are you feeding on things that are true and good mm-hmm. and beautiful? Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of, and I mean, <laughs> the copy one, or copy me component too. Um, I heard something, I don't remember where. If you try just telling your kids when you pick up your phone what you're doing, like, hang on, I'm texting, you know, Aunt Katie back, or hang on, I'm answering right. this email. And right. it just, say, sometimes saying that out loud, there's been times I'm like, I, oh, I'm hot. Why am I checking my email again? <laughs> Put it down. Like, so just verbalizing mm-hmm. some of those behaviors. Mm-hmm. One, keeps you accountable. And two, explains to your kids mm-hmm. kind of why you're using it or how you're using it. So, Well, and I think one of the things, too, that I'm, I've been working on, I haven't been as much lately because it's so much easier just to pick up your phone and mm-hmm. do what you need to do. But... Mm-hmm. If I utilize my computer that's mm-hmm. sitting a few steps away from my kitchen to check mm-hmm. email, mm-hmm. right, that act of having to sit down and open it up and right. all of that just is is different than just quick picking it up yes. mm-hmm. while I'm stirring mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. on the kitchen stove, mm-hmm. right? So just being mindful mm-hmm. um, because what it makes me appear is that I'm shut down and mm-hmm. closed off. Mm-hmm. So when I put that phone down mm-hmm. and my kids come up and want to talk to me, it appears that I'm open and available mm-hmm. to meet their needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does, it takes so much time and it takes sacrifice on our own part as moms mm-hmm. and as dads to say, I need to be available. Mm-hmm. And I remember when our kids um, were, we first had like middle schoolers and high schoolers, you know, probably five or six years ago. Um, I remember thinking the kids would come home from school and the older ones would go up to their room and just have downtime, especially my oldest who needed some, like he had was peopled out, so he needed <laughs> some space. Um, and I thought, I remember thinking, I don't necessarily, I'm not needed here at times in the afternoon. But what I noticed was if I stayed in the kitchen and I had something for them to eat when they got home from school and I had put my phone down, I was available. So mm-hmm. then when they come down, when they're ready, they come down and I'm available, there was conversation mm-hmm. that was meant to be had. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. if I was downstairs doing something mm-hmm. or the, the availability key, I think, mm-hmm. or p- component is mm-hmm. key mm-hmm. in having those conversations mm-hmm. with our kids. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think it takes us being available. Mm-hmm. 
and putting it down. Um, and I think we, I want to touch base real quick on the necessity of, um, I mean, we do this as we have kids of different ages, right? You have our 20 year old has a different set of rules and guidelines than sure. our six or eight year old, sure. right? And that's true with regards to technology mm -hmm. as well, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, my 20 year old and my eight year old are not right. going to watch the same movie right. unless right. it's a cartoon something, right? Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen. Um, but the same is true as far as their guidelines. And so when your mm -hmm. kids say, well, but so-and-so, but this sibling gets to, mm -hmm. well, yes. Mm -hmm. And there's different rules mm -hmm. for different siblings mm -hmm. and life is not fair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the sooner we understand that, mm -hmm. the better off we're going to be. <laughs> I would also like to explain, I think also to like, there's only two years between, um, my oldest and my twins. I would, I would say that even neurologically, mm -hmm. there's a vast mm -hmm. difference in regards to self-control in those two years mm -hmm. and what we would deem appropriate for a 13 year old obviously would not be appropriate for right. a four or five year old so again i think mm -hmm. understanding what are the limitations and explaining it to our children in terms that they understand mm -hmm. so they can grasp in right. um, the rationale behind it the right. heart behind it right. so one thing i like that doug said at the presentation is just as a simple guideline for parents is follow the age restrictions on the app. And even sometimes I would argue that those are too young, but he just said, um, I mean, and he, he kind of targeted this in the presentation with the kids on Friday too, that Instagram and Facebook and um, Snapchat and all of those social media apps, the age restriction is 13. Oh, I thought it was 16. No, no yeah. it's 13. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he also pointed out that if you have... <laughs> A, an account before that, I also know you lied. And so any relationship, you know, just starting truthful sure. is, is a poor relationship. And just yeah. so, just but as a simple, oh, any of them, the other suggestion I've heard too is that download the app that your kids want on your phone and play it for a week. Because there are um, certain things that open or options to buy that it takes a day or two to get into that. Mm -hmm. And so they know that. So play it, just play it for a week before giving it to your kids yeah. and mm -hmm. just kind of follow those age restrictions. If, if you're not sure, um, protecting eyes, also their website and utilizing that has literally broken down every app and everything that you need. Like, what do I need to be worried about mm -hmm. here? And what mm -hmm. do I need to be worried about there? Um, and they break it all down and analyze all of it. So we don't have to. Right. And I think, too, one of the things that Doug talked about was playing, like when you use a gaming system or something, play shoulder to shoulder with your kids. Mm -hmm. So engage in it with them mm -hmm. and do it together. Yes. Um, and we've noticed, especially with boys, is when you get their hands busy, their mouths start moving mm -hmm. and they start talking and they start engaging in whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. So my husband would always get them out doing car work or a mm -hmm. construction project or mm -hmm. whatever, and usually they would start to open up face-to-face mm -hmm. -face boys don't really mm -hmm. that's at least that's been our experience is they don't really come and bear their soul to you when they're sure. looking into your eyes but if you can get them busy doing something um so what if we've allowed too much freedom what do we do if you have opened up the door maybe you feel um you've you've watched Doug's presentation mm -hmm. and you feel like oh boy mm -hmm. I gotta rein it in mm -hmm. I've allowed too mm -hmm. much of this I've allowed social media and mm -hmm. I can see what it's doing or I've allowed mm -hmm. apps or I've allowed mm -hmm. you know I've not put enough restrictions mm -hmm. in place. What then? What do so we do? So the question is really, I've opened up Pandora's box and I like close it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. yes. I've had a lot of moms ask that question. And to be quite candid, I, I think 
that's a, the fact that they're one um, aware mm -hmm. and, and have a desire to say, wait a minute, we need to scale back here. Mm -hmm. I think that that is an awesome opportunity for humility to go before our kids and apologize, like mm -hmm. he said. Mm -hmm. um, I want to apologize to you that I, your, your daddy and I, maybe we, we, want, we need a do-over. You know, mm -hmm. this is where you can practice and um, show them an example of grace and say, in humility, I come before you guys. And we just say that we started off maybe on the wrong footing here. And we would like to, out of, out of love and honor to the Lord and to you, we would like to maybe start over. And that may be very difficult for some of you mm -hmm. to understand. But as your parents, if we stand before a holy God, we have to know that I have to make some of these choices. And, and perhaps what they will be are very drastic to what we started. Mm -hmm. I do think that's where we start with is really, truly humility. And it may feel a little bit like a detox. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, <laughs> right? Withdrawal. Uh -huh. Yeah, withdrawal. and withdrawal because it really is, can be almost like a drug mm -hmm. if you've mm -hmm. ever done a sugar detox mm -hmm. or something like that. Intoxicating. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. Well, mm -hmm. neurologically, the studies showing that those kids who are ex have excessive screen time, their brains light up the same as a cocaine mm -hmm. addict. So you're yeah, not joking sure. that it will yeah. be a detox or so. Yeah. Yeah. I think engaging them in conversation and maybe including them in. Like, okay, if we're going to start over, what, what ideas do you guys have? Let's brainstorm mm -hmm. together as a family. Because I feel like if the kids are coming up with some ideas on their own, even if you have to scale them back, mm -hmm. they're much more likely to comply and um, Well, and understand. I think it applies even to a parenting perspective. Maybe you've ever, I don't know if you've ever done this, but there have been times in our, when we've had to issue a consequence for a mm -hmm. bad decision for our children that mm -hmm. we've often said, what do you think your consequence ought to be? And they often come back with something that is far more strict than what we would have put in place, right? And then we can offer grace in that, and they feel like grace has been bestowed upon them. So... Um, I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And I will say one of the things um, with our oldest, I think, again, <laughs> we were just kind of blind and kind of walking blindly. And, um, you know, with five kids, it was just kind of like, okay, we'll monitor this. Yes, we'll let you have it. Get off our backs because our oldest is a, um, maybe could be a lawyer. He's just, right. you know, he's got it down. Mm -hmm. um, however, we realized very quickly, like, okay, no, Snapchat is not going to happen, mm -hmm. right? Social media is going to be much later for our mm -hmm. other children mm -hmm. than what the app suggests at 13 mm -hmm. years Absolutely. old. This is not mm -hmm. wise. This mm -hmm. was a bad decision on our part. Mm -hmm. And so then we had to pale, scale back. And at times I have had uh, another child say, well, so-and-so, this one had it at 13. Why can't I? Well, that was a mistake. Right, <laughs> we right. should never have done that. Sure. And two wrongs don't make a right. So mm -hmm. we're going to change things here mm -hmm. and we're going to limit it. And mm -hmm. I think if you were to ask your older brother about that decision, he would mm -hmm. also agree that it was not the best thing for sure. him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think too, like our kids were not meant to be our friends, mm -hmm. right? We are meant to shepherd and to guide them. Right. And that means that we sometimes are going to make decisions that they're not going to like. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. They'll get over it. Mm -hmm. We keep extending love right. and grace right. and they will walk through it. So as we wrap up, um, Doug talked about some resources. Julie, you mentioned a couple of the books that mm -hmm. he recommended. Um, there were also some routers and a phone. So we want to mm -hmm. just kind of talk a briefly about those and then we're going to um, put those in the show notes, if we can, <laughs> uh, for resources for all of you to be able to look at. So 
Mm -hmm. What were some of those resources? Um, Screen Kids by Gary Chapman and Arlene Pelican, I think her name yeah. is. He's the um, the one who created the Five Love Languages, mm -hmm. and so he that is the best. It came out in twenty twenty. Easy read, and it's there's five um, skills that he says these kids need. Uh, so not only the best updated statistics, but also practical applications mm -hmm. on its mm -hmm. attention, academics, affection. There's five of eight, and they start with A. Um, super easy read and a great resource. I think it's on. It's like ten dollars on Amazon. Yeah. Um, Childhood 2.0 is a documentary that right. is if Fantastic. you do nothing yeah. else from this podcast, right. just start there. Just watch that. Um, I will say watch it before your kids watch it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe older teens, but it is not. Mm -hmm. It just the reality of. I mean, we think it's hard to parent mm -hmm. now. It is really hard to be a kid these mm -hmm. days, mm -hmm. um, and so just the reality of what um, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And this is the other um, social dilemma mm -hmm. is another mm -hmm. one, and those are available mm -hmm. on all of the normal mm -hmm. screen streaming. Um, and let's see, the Griffin Router that is awesome. one um, that has that Protect Young Eyes recommends with filter um, software built in. So it filter it has a huge um, filter built in. So just using that alone as the internet signal comes into your house filters out a lot of explicit content. Um, Can we talk about like the benefit of that? Because I think that mm -hmm. was very surprising to us when we were at the seminar and hearing Doug mm -hmm. describe the rationale behind that. Because we, we have filters on our tech devices, but if, say, for example, you have a babysitter come over or an older cousin or a friend mm -hmm. in the neighborhood that has their phone in their pocket that doesn't have a filter or doesn't have an understanding of what is appropriate. Um, mm -hmm. And the blessing of having that Griffin router filters everything that is using Wi-Fi in your home. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I guess I just wanted to note that, that even yes. if we do have filters, there's a, a great safety net um, and feature of having the router that, like the Griffin. Yes, that's true. I had not thought about like, oh yeah, no, that's true. Everybody else coming into our house and using that. Um, yeah, babysitters mm -hmm. being a great mm -hmm. example of mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I think one of the things that Doug talked about was kids do desire boundaries. They, do. they really do. They mm -hmm. don't know it mm -hmm. and they won't tell mm -hmm. you that that's what they want, but that's what mm -hmm. they want. Yep. Yep. Some of the filters that... I guess part of the resources were um, Covenant Eyes. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they're, it's an excellent um, resource, not just only for children, but for everyone in the, right. in the home. Right. Bark is um, the other one. Bark is another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They um, filter out any, or they monitor for any self-harm, like um, all these trigger words. So literally every keystroke that's typed into a device that has Bark on it, they monitor. And so they have statistics on their website about how many, teenage su suicides have been prevented school violence like just mm -hmm. different different things and it is astonishing yeah. so I think and that's a nominal fee I think yeah. monthly mm -hmm. um the other oh gab wireless it's g-a-b-b -B yeah. wireless um and the gab phone is will be our first device when mm -hmm. we're she's pushing for it now but we'll see um and it, it looks like an iPhone, looks like a smartphone, but the only, it does six things. There's like a calculator. Um, yeah, there is calculators. One of them. Yeah. Call, text, uh, pictures. I think you can put, you can download music onto it, but it has to come from a computer. So it's not just mm -hmm. like a streaming service. Um, yeah. Calculator notes, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, just a great, but it is physically impossible to download an app or an internet or anything. So they have a phone and a watch. Also, um, you can, it's neat. You can set up a, um, they call them safe zone, safe zones. 
So you outline on a map what a safe zone is for your kids. So if they leave that zone, it will alert you on your phone. Um, so the watch is geared, I can't remember the ages, like mm. 6 to 12, maybe 6 to something like that. And then mm-hmm. the phone tended to whenever they would need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those are great, great resources. And I think it's, there's different monthly plans. But again, I wanted to just financially go back reasonably, to reasonable. Conversations, that, that piece of part of the five C's. I do think that he actually um, brought to our attention doing a role play or a possible scenario mm-hmm. if if something should happen. Say, for example, your child is at someone else's home and you see something that you think you ought not to see or that would um, give you, quote, unquote, like yucky feelings or these mm-hmm. are for smaller children. Like if you feel that is too, he said specifically, stop, um, close it, put it down and um, ask for help mm-hmm. or go tell an adult. I think it was. He, tell someone. Tell mm-hmm. someone. Put mm-hmm. it down and tell someone. But again, to have those conversations prior to those incidents happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, I think, conversations with when we drop our kids off for play dates, to have yeah. those conversations with the people who are going to be watching mm-hmm. our children. Would you agree not to show you know, our kids' screens while my kids are under right. your care? I think role-playing is a great idea. That was something that we did when our kids were small. We called it scenario, and we mm-hmm. often played it in the car. And it was like... Um, I mean, we didn't have screens at at that point in time, so that wasn't one of the things we were concerned about. But it kind of went like, if your friend has a toy that you want, Mm -hmm. should you, A, take it from him, B, hit him over the head with it, or C, ask nicely for him to give it to you, right? Like, Uh we just played these things, and the kids loved it, right? But playing those kind of scenarios Mm -hmm. to train them, and you easily transfer that over to technology, Mm -hmm. you know, with little kids, this is a great thing to do to be able to say, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what you need to do. This Mm -hmm. would be not the right response. This would be the right Mm -hmm. response. Mm -hmm. So... That's it's a great little yeah. tool Beautiful. to mm-hmm. um, to use for, mm-hmm. for a variety of parenting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all the things for yes. all the things. Yes, yes. scenario <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anything else before we wrap it up? No, no. Okay. I do think it's also important to rally with parents. Yes, rally in prayer. Yep. Right, absolutely. Not to go it alone. Just as like a couple, but rather truly having people disciple us or mentor us. Um, and then even friends that are like-minded to mm-hmm. say, yeah. we're in the same place that you are. Would you come alongside yeah. us? So when your kid says, I'm the only one, you can say, right. nope. Nope. <laughs> we got an <laughs> army of moms. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in agreement. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. It uh-huh. takes a village. It, it really sure does. does. And it takes a community to be able to share concerns and get help and feedback. And sometimes just even bouncing ideas off of each other mm-hmm. like we're doing today. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do in your home when this happens? Mm-hmm. Um, talk to parents and... I would strongly encourage you to have mm-hmm. a mentor family that, mm-hmm. you know, has some older mm-hmm. kids. And mm-hmm. we had people when our kids were little that we looked at their kids who were in our youth ministry. My husband was a youth pastor at the time. And we looked at them and we're like, we want our kids to be like that when yeah. they grow up. And yeah. so then we got to know the parents really well and spent yeah. time with them, learning yeah. from them and asking them what they did when their kids were small and mm-hmm. and taking those things into account. So. Um, the seeds you're planting now mm-hmm. grow into, um, my husband always says, you reap what you sow, but you reap mm-hmm. what you sow, you reap more than you sow, and you mm-hmm. reap later than you sow. Mm-hmm. So be encouraged. The sow- seeds that you are sowing will reap a harvest. Mm-hmm. So 
All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, We're going to be putting the resources listed in the show notes. And until next time.